Mic check one two and two. 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 We in the building right now, ladies and gentlemen. Check one two and two. You are now in the building with Coach K. Listen up, boy. I be a coach. Teaching how to think different with a new approach. I hope you're taking notes. Haters think it's jokes. They got me fired up, but they don't want to smoke. Mike check on two and two, ladies and gentlemen. You are now in the building with your boy Coach K, and this is the first five season number four, episode number twelve. I don't even have a name for this one. But we're about to get real serious. There's gonna be some R's in the title somewhere. Respect, refresh, refocus, recenter, reframe. It's all centered around reframing. You'll understand very, very shortly what we're talking about because we're about to get into this in detail and dive deep into a subject that I think somehow came about today. Hold on, I got to shut this. There's some music in the background here. I got to shut this down. Hang on. Let me just turn this down real quick so we're not distracted. Shout out to Aaron Nero for pointing that out to me. Having music in the background distracts you. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the First Five Podcast. We appreciate you guys being here as always. As you know, the first five is designed to motivate, inspire, empower, encourage, energize, and educate you, the listening audience, to choose better, do better, and move better. One step, one rep, and one breath at a time. Everyone take a collective breath from me real quick. Always out of love and never out of selfish gain. Always with the intent to share good and great energy and never to spread pain. Always emphasizing what's good for the brain and less on what brings the mind and body fatigue, stress, and strain. I was a lyricist back in the day. And I'm going to keep it all the way 100. I wasn't successful. Not like certain people I know. But at the end of the day, we held it down. We did the best we could. School town shows were lit. Fire. Grade 9. Grade 10, I think. Might have been grade 9. But either way, we did the best we could. We did what we could. Sometimes I still freestyle in the car. Drop a little verse here and there. Uh, I ain't nothing special. Actually, to be honest, quite honest. Just as a little uh, backstory. I remember when I was uh, back back in the day, I used to write poetry. And I remember um, dropping a little poetry for Brianna. I, I uh, read her some things that I wrote. And she's not one to really be impressed by things, I realized, when we were dating. And uh, I said, well, so what did you think? She's like, oh, all right. <laughs> I quickly closed the chapter on that to writing poetry and never wrote it again. But um, I do do some things in my spare time. But either way, that's neither here nor there. Today's episode is something that I hope that is an episode that I hope everyone taps into and listens to. And even if you have to listen to it more than once to really take in the energy and the information that we're sharing here today, it's really important that you do because there is some real serious knowledge that you can benefit from uh, and not coming directly from me. Okay, it's a lot of uh, I did my research, I did my Googles, um, had conversations with people. And definitely something that inspired me to want to talk about this that I've spoken about many times over, but I wanted to bring it back to the fold because it has a lot to do with perspective and understanding your thinking and how we can reshape things. And I tell you right now, I got to be grateful for the people I've had conversations with in the last couple of days, last couple of weeks that has really helped me to bring this topic to light. And I'm hoping that I can bring such great energy to you guys today because it's another day, another brick Another opportunity to make changes in your life, to benefit yourself, to be better, 1% better each and every day. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't not stress this enough that everyone needs to take a collective breath to breathe, stop, pause, relax, reflect, and refocus for a moment. I want you to give each point its necessary time, meaning don't rush the process, okay? Take a breath, embrace it. 
breathe, embrace it. Stop for a moment, pause, embrace it. Relax, reflect, and refocus. Don't do it all in one shot. Give it its necessary and respect respected time so that you can definitely benefit from each area. We're about to pour some good vibes into a cup today, not because we're seeking credit, validation, or a shout out, but because we can all benefit from the refreshment, like a tall, cold glass of water in the summertime or a nice hot cup of coffee, some kind of refreshment that you can benefit from right now because, like I said, we all wish we can press the reset button and just start again. But guess what? Every day we can press that reset button and start again. Some things we can't let go of immediately, but over time, if we give it time, we'll be able to do that. And some things we have to hold on to for just a little bit longer, but recognize that there is a way to change your way of thinking when you have what you have in your possession. You can adjust your thinking so that you can actually benefit from the things that you are going through. And we're going to discuss this more in detail. Now, as we count down the days until the end of the year, have you taken the time to look back at what you've accomplished, where you've come from in comparison to where you've started, what you've achieved, conquered, or completed over the past 12 months, 9 months, 6 months, or even shorter, or what you have started, uh, which has no expiry or end date in the last 12 months, 9 months, 6 months, or even shorter? Have you taken a moment to be grateful, be thankful for where you have arrived at today, despite the many challenges, obstacles, disappointments, losses, and changes, large or small, that you've had to endure? And as you begin your day today, look at yourself, your hands, your feet, your belongings, your family, your friends, coworkers, clients, your home, and realize something, something major. You are alive today to take it all in and to witness it firsthand. I know, I know this intro is running a little bit longer than normal. And as usually we get right into it, but over the past couple of weeks, as I was mentioning before, and as, a, as a, a recent as this past weekend, I've had the time to digest a couple of things that gave me some great, something great to work with. It gave me some clarity on a number of things. It gave me a sense of refreshment, repurposing to, uh, to fit into this episode today that in my personal opinion is worth listening to twice three times on a bad day and share with others who could really benefit from a little shift in their perspective that just might change a lot in their lives. No, this information, as I said before, is not coming straight from me. I was thoroughly driven to bring this today because now more than ever, we could use it. It's necessary, imperative, it's impactful, it's inspiring. So without further ado, here is an energy that you can use right now. I'm going to begin with the story. So I was chilling on Sunday evening, watching football, relaxing, getting some paperwork done, completed for a couple of client files. And I was preparing for my week, writing my notebook down different points. That's okay. Okay, Monday's coming. What am I going to do? And I line up things one one point at a time. You might think it's a little bit tedious. You write down like when you wake up, um, you know, what you eat for breakfast, what you're going to wear, stuff like that. Uh, I saw my sister used to do that, actually, and I took that from uh, from her. And I, since I've been doing it, it's really helped me to really be focused and say, okay, wake up at 4.15, check it off. Uh, make sure that you put this on and put this on and put this on. Check it off. Go put the eggs in the, uh, in the pot, boil that at this time, boom. So all these things so that when you set a certain time for them to happen, now when you want to leave, when I want to leave my house at 5.05, I can leave at 5.05 knowing that all these things that I set out to do got done, checked them off and accomplished. And I actually start my day with an accomplishment included in that beginning portion 
is I sit at the edge of my bed. I take three collective deep breaths. I say a prayer. I get up and I go. Turn my alarm off, put my watch on, and I'm good to start moving from there. So sometimes when you see in my Instagram story, 4.15, the little date and time, it's really me waking up at 4.15. But it's nothing special. It's nothing exciting. There's some people who wake up at 3.15, some people who are up all night. For whatever reason, they have to be up. I get up at that time because that's the time that I get myself started. I start nice and early and I'm able to move and maneuver in a way that's going to give me the most amount of time to work with so that I can get what I need to get done and completed. I don't. It doesn't matter to me that I have to sacrifice my sleep. I don't care. When you are focused on what you have to get done and you realize that there are people who depend on you to bring them the energy each and every day, sometimes it means you got to sacrifice the things that might be joy, joyful to you like sleep in order to benefit other people. So at the end of the day, they're in a great mood, you're in a great mood, and everybody's in a great mood, and everything is good. Now, I'm chilling on this Sunday, going through details, and my wife's friend comes over to visit. Okay, I won't won't say any names, but anyways, she comes over to visit, and every time she comes by, let me tell you something, she has stories, and she talks a lot. She has a lot to say. Nothing bad about that. She just has a lot on her mind, and she needs to just let it out. Okay, she's not venting, she's not, she's not complaining, she's just basically stating what's fact. No knock against her at all because you know her breakdowns and the information that she shares is very thorough, described in detail, like like no one I've ever heard before. You know, as a matter of fact, I might even text her and tell her, you know, you're a great storyteller. You should be in the business of storytelling. Maybe you can make an app or something. I don't know. I'll give her that idea. I'll text her about it later. Anyways, she came out to give some details on some things happening in her world at the moment. And man, when I tell you. When I tell you, I was like, Kareem, listen, man, the next time you pass your eye at yourself and think you have a challenging, harsh or overwhelming, what you're going through is light work. Now, this is not to dismiss what things were affecting me because there were a lot of things on my mind, things stressing me out, but it just made me put things in my favorite P word perspective to realize that some people are really going through it right now and she definitely is going through it as of course sending prayers and and energy to her because i really hope that she's able to get through her challenges i know she will but of course you know she, she can always benefit from a little extra boost for sure but the main point that i took from the conversation she was having with my wife and my mother in law was that she mentioned having a conversation with a therapist and she was given some great advice in helping her with one conflict that she's going through in particular and it had to do with reframing her thoughts and her words when it comes to her circumstances reframing you're saying huh hmm i've heard this before but instead of me giving what i understand it to be and sharing that with you i did my research instead went on google and i was like reframing reframing thoughts what does this all mean thought reframing is a skill taught in cognitive behavioral therapy or cbt It's a process of replacing negative thoughts, which can worsen things like anxiety, depression, and pain with more helpful thoughts. So imagine taking a question, as I've mentioned in a previous episode, if you've ever heard my episode, I can't versus how can I? It's the exact same thing. Saying you can't do something is basically you're accepting defeat. Asking yourself, how can you, is asking Okay, so how can I overcome this challenge? How can I meet this obstacle head on and do something about it, either to go over top, go underneath, go around it? How can I make it work in my favor? And that's what 
basically what reframing is all about. Um, so in the process of my researching, I came across some really beneficial information that would be worth sharing. And I will give you this side note. I do recommend that if you want more in-depth, detailed information regarding thought reframing, take the time to do your research. Okay, do your Googles, check it out for yourself, read through it. There are books on it. There's articles on it. There's all kinds of websites that talk about it um, because it's a topic that obviously therapists use. It's a it's a method that therapists use. It's a method that people just use on a regular basis. And it definitely is. I can see it being very, very helpful. And I realize that this ties in fairly closely to what we all struggle with or maybe have struggled with before in one way or another. And that's the negativity bias. Now, you've heard me speak on the negativity bias before. In my Instagram story, I talked about it. In an episode, I think, before I talked about it. If you never heard me speak on this before, I'm going to give you a rundown real quick. And I promise you all who have taken the time to tap in and tune into this episode, you're going to see where all this is going by the, end I, by the time I sign off on this. So I beg for your patience as we go through this topic. So the negative bias or negativity bias is our tendency not only to register negative stimuli more readily, but also to dwell on these events. It's also known as positive-negative asymmetry. This negativity bias means that we feel the sting of a rebuke more powerfully than when we feel the joy of praise. So to put it simply, negativity absorbs and sticks to you strongly, sticks to your brain like Velcro, okay? Whereas positivity Positive thoughts and positivity rolls off like Teflon. Hence why we often will think of the worst things first before we think of the positive. It always goes in that order. Just pay attention to the news, for example. When you watch the news, they always lead with a story that has a bad start. Negative. Taps into that, boom, right away. Because we zone in on the negative. If they started with a positive story or something upbuilding and encouraging, the more likely you'll skip the news and go to something else. It's almost as though our brains are wired to want to search for the bad. And this is what the negativity bias is all about. Reframing, negativity bias, you're going to see how these things connect in a second. So how do, these two, how do these two things come together? So let me give you an example. You wake up, you start your day, you're breathing, the sun is out, the weather is beautiful, your sleep was amazing, 10 on 10. You woke up on time. You're feeling great, good to go. You say a prayer. You say, thank you, thank you, my creator, for giving me another day to work with. This is great. You say your prayers. You're not feeling any pains or discomforts, no sniffles, no aches, no nothing. Anything that could potentially delay your getting up and getting you out of bed and out there on the road and good to go. Boom, you're out the door. You're heading to your car, and in the process, you happen to step in a puddle that wets your shoe a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit. And it dampens, not super soaks, but dampens your socks or both socks or maybe just one. Your reaction, oh, this is the worst ever. I'm having the worst day today. Just my, oh man, everything was great until this happened. This sucks, blah, 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 blah. And now for your 15-minute drive to work, you're so mad. You're so mad. You stepped in a puddle. You're so mad that you're sour for the next eight hours of your workday. People are asking you, hey, what's wrong? Oh, man, I stepped in a, I stepped in a puddle. Day sucks. Terrible. Ah, trash. 
You return home and you're asked, how was your day? And the first thing that comes out of your mouth is what? You stepped in a puddle this morning and it just ruined your entire day. Your whole day was ruined from that point on because your shoe got wet and your sock got wet. Now, rewinder for a second, okay? Remember how we started the day. You started, you're breathing, the sun was out, the weather's beautiful, your sleep was 10 on 10, you woke up on time, feeling great, had your breakfast, digested, mm, felt good, you're moving, shaking, everything's good, your clothes are clean, pressed, good to go, you're looking sharp, smelling great, bam. And all it took was you stepping in a puddle to just change your whole day. Negativity bias, guys. So despite all the great that you experience, you center all of your focus and energy on one thing that happened hours ago, not like five minutes ago, this morning. Real talk, let me ask you a question. How many of you who are listening right now have ever had this reaction? I'm going to put it as a poll on Spotify asking you this question. How many people often think of the negative first? I want you guys to answer this question honestly. If you have Spotify, you can answer this question. Even if it wasn't to this extreme, you still had a moment where one single isolated element became the catalyst behind you having the worst day ever. Did you even take the time to ask yourself if it was if it was that bad or as bad as you made it out to seem? Why do we do this? Why? You didn't lose your shoe. You didn't lose your sock. You didn't lose your life. You weren't even soaked. You just got a little damp in your sock. Just a little dampening of your sock, made your shoe a bit wet, maybe changed it a bit of color. Okay, fine. Just have to dry off in your car. You put the heat on on your feet and it'll dry off. No problem. This, friends, is a negativity bias that affects so many of us day after day, week after week, and year after year so much. So much so that some have conceded to having this bias as just, quote-unquote, who they are. Oh man, let me tell you, that drives me crazy when someone says that. Ultimately concluding that they can't change it and they won't. Everybody take a collective hard side because you know you have a friend out there who has the same reaction. They just say, well, that's just how I am. That's just me. I am this person. I say these things about myself. I crap on myself all the time. It's fine. that's That's just me. I can't do anything about it. Wow. Let me tell you something, man. You want to get in a fight with Coach K? Say that to my face. I'm kidding. I won't get. In, I won't get violent. I won't get angry. I won't yell at you or anything. But I'm just gonna look at you and go, "Wow, really? You're you're just gonna conclude that that's it? That's just how you are?" Kind of sad. But guess what? When something is ingrained, it's it's a synapses in your brain that just stays there, stays in your mind, stays in your subconscious, and just stays as part of your being. It's like an extra layer of skin. It's hard to kind of erase it. It's like a tattoo. You know, you got to get it laser removed to get rid of it. Makeup won't really cover it. It covers covers it for a bit, but underneath, it's there. And the only way you can really get, get it removed is to just have it surgically, you know, taken off in some way, shape or form. Now, of course, we don't have to go through that kind of process when it comes to changing our attitude or shifting our perspective. But it does require work. So what would it take to have a difference in your reaction? Well, here's where this reframing comes in. Here's where the perspective shift comes in. Here's where asking yourself, is it really the worst thing in the world comes into play? See, in society, primarily in North America, because I live in North America, it's the only place I know, 
we have a ten- tendency to over-exaggerate, over-embellish, and somewhat over-express certain circumstances as being the worst. Or, you know, if you're given an exercise by me, oh, that's death, prepared to die, I'm going to die now. Wow, guys, do you actually know what death is? Like, seriously, okay? Now, again, figure of speech, I get it, cool. But think of how many times you make that figure of speech part of your vocabulary. Just what it does. It reinforces, 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 reinforces to the point where you drill it in so deep that you cannot unscrew it at all. You ever have that happen? You're working with wood, people out there who do construction or even at home, okay? You drill in a screw and because you keep drilling, keep drilling, keep drilling, keep drilling, what happens is the tread starts to wear out. And now you trying to get that screw out is nearly impossible. You have to literally rip the wood off the wall or rip the wood apart. Why do we do this to ourselves? We just overdo things. We overeat, overanalyze, overthink, okay? A lot of things that we are over. We need to get over being overdoing things. I don't know if you know if that made much sense, but the point is this, that we have to recognize that these habits, because this is a habit, is something that we have to find a way to conquer. It's in this manner of speaking and expression that we explain things as being more than it is. It's programming our minds, programming in our minds the negative pathways that don't do us any good. I'm going to repeat that one more time. In this manner of speaking, or it's in this manner of speaking and expression, we explain things as being more than it is, programming in our minds the negative pathways that don't do us any good. Why do we do it? Habit. How do we change a habit that doesn't serve us any beneficial purpose or that can be hindering us from progressing in the direction of betterment and improvement? By doing the work that is involved. And that starts with even listening to a podcast episode like this. Again, not a shameless plug, not because I'm trying to get you guys to listen to this episode, but I said like this. There are other episodes from other podcasters, other authors, other very, very well-spoken people out there that will tell you the same thing. And you don't even have to go to a podcast. You go to a therapist, uh, you know, maybe a doctor. Uh, you talk to your friend who's very knowledgeable in this topic. You talk to your trainer even because we are therapists out here. Um, not not specifically, but part of our job does require some of that, that kind of work. Um, you realize that we're all saying the same thing. It requires work, doing the work that's involved. And here are a couple of things that can be implemented in order to begin the process of reframing. And in the end, making changes to establish new habits, okay? And it's taken from this article, you can look it up online, how to retrain your brain from the chopper.com website, okay? And there are six things that we can do. And when I looked around, I saw these six things were repeated on a couple of sites, okay? Number one, practice mindfulness, okay? By cultivating mindfulness, you can acknowledge and identify the thinking patterns that have become habitual, then decide whether or not to engage them. So, What is this saying ultimately? You have a choice. You can choose to activate that thought process or not. Just like you can choose to wake up and go to work and be great or not. Everything comes down to an option. It's never, well, I don't have a choice. My brain just goes that way. I don't have a choice. No, you do have a choice. You can choose to practice being mindful of what you're thinking, how you're speaking, and find ways to change that. Number two, address your inner critic. Your inner critic loves convincing you of things that you that simply aren't true. 
often making you feel pretty lousy about yourself. Think of this voice as someone separate from you. The challenge, the, the challenge, um, sorry, challenge the lies it tries to feed you. Ask yourself, is that really true? Is there evidence to back up that claim? Is it really true that you're crappy? Is it really true that you suck? Is it really true that you're trash? Is it really true that you are the worst person in the world? Is it really true? I'm gonna, gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. But what we program in our minds and in our thoughts and how we speak to ourselves, self-talk is very, very, very important. We have to recognize these are the things that we have to be aware of that we might be feeding ourselves, okay? Knock that spoon out of your hand and feed yourself something else. Try not even, don't even digest that food. Stick your tongue, tongue uh, actually, I'm not even gonna use that reference. I'm just gonna say, get rid of it in some other way, okay? Number three, know your triggers. I apologize, guys. <laughs> know your triggers. When you are aware of your triggers, you can prepare yourself and feel more in control of your thoughts versus falling back into old negative thinking patterns. So, a negative thinking pattern is not the way that you have to go. You can end up falling into that direction as your default pathway of thinking because you program yourself to think this way. Can you change that? Yes, you can by choosing to go a different direction. But you have to be aware of that. Okay. And again, it all ties into being mindful. So, what action do you want to take? When you have a negative thought that surfaces, what do you do? Create an algorithm. I mentioned this in the episode before about how to create an algorithm. You can react with accept or not now and delete. The more you take those negative thoughts and you delete them out of that process, you now reduce that negative thinking pattern to nothing. Doesn't mean it's going to be completely gone and free. Just like when a person goes, I want to eliminate all the fat in my body. Not possible. You may not be able to eliminate negative thinking patterns completely. But if you can reduce them, if you have, let's say, 10 pathways and you can break it down to four, three, or even two, you're winning. Even if you're able to just eliminate one, start with one and then work your way. And realize that once you eliminate one, you, re you recognize that it's possible to eliminate these pathways. You just have to choose and decide not to allow it to play out the way that it has done in the past. React with, not now, delete. Number four, write it out. This is a good one. Negative thinking patterns become habitual over time, typically without your even noticing. By writing them down, you can more easily identify the areas that require your attention. You can also interrogate them once they are out on paper to see if they're accurate or have any bearing. How do we do this? Grab a piece of paper or go to the dollar store, get yourself a notebook, dollar 25, get yourself a nice pen and write down your thoughts. Write down these thoughts and and challenge them. Ask yourself those questions. Is this even true? Think about the first things that come to mind when you think about yourself. Write down these things and ask if it's, ask yourself if it's, if it's true. Okay. Journal. Write down a journal. Some people might think it's kind of corny. Let me tell you something. Journaling is so key because it helps you with your thinking. Journaling actually helps you to get better sleep. Okay. Real real quick trick. If you have a hard time sleeping, you have a lot of thoughts in your mind, get a piece of paper, write down what you're thinking at that exact moment, anything that comes to mind. 
crumble that piece of paper up, throw it in the trash. Now your brain is clear. Now you can sleep because you've now let go of whatever it is that's on your brain. So especially if there are negative thoughts that are in there, you can get rid of them a lot faster if you are able to throw out the trash by writing it down and dumping it real quick. So take action, start journaling. Number five, recite a mantra. Reciting a mantra or a positive affirmation is a great way to pull yourself out from under the negative thoughts and into the present moment. It can be recited when you feel negativity creeping in or multiple times throughout the day in order to get into the habit of focusing on them. What's a great way to do this? Okay, you choose a word or a phrase. Let's say, for example, I am enough. I choose peace. When you start to feel that feeling creep upon you, you take a deep breath, you recite that mantra. Take a deep breath, recite that information. Choose maybe three affirmations. Things are always better in threes. Choose maybe three of them. And with each breath, you say one. Say another, say another, okay? And let it be ingrained in your system. Just keep repeating it. Do it for maybe two minutes, three minutes, whatever time that you can use to do that, do it for yourself, and you will slowly start to push out that negative thinking, that negative thought, that those negative thoughts that seem to be like trying to rush the door, kick them out and let them know that they're not welcome into your brain, not welcome into your heart either. Number six, change your surroundings. Choose an activity or a location that you find enjoyable and you will leave that will leave you feeling better. If you need the company of others, be sure to surround yourself with people who will encourage your positive thinking. I've mentioned this before. Your environment is so key, crucial to your thinking. If you are trying to be water and you sit in a bowl of vinegar with other sponges or let me let me let me explain this again if you're a sponge and you're trying to be refreshing like water be in water okay you can't expect to get water sitting in a bowl of vinegar with other sponges full of vinegar you're going to be vinegar bottom line you got to change your environment and get out of that bowl of vinegar put yourself in water and over time what happens is the water is going to begin to dilute that vinegar so now it's there and slowly it's gone, slowly it's gone, slowly it's gone. You wring it out, go into another bowl of water, and you find yourself to be refreshed. you got to put yourself in a situation or in a position where your surroundings and your environment is able to um, allow you to be in that frame of mind, that frame of positive thought, positive thinking. If you stay in that negative system of thinking around people who think the same way as you in that negative bias sphere, you're only going to be one way. Bottom line, you got to find a way to get yourself out of that. When you find a way to get yourself out of that, you remove yourself from the situation, and now you're able to move forward in a direction that's going to be of benefit to you. And that's what we want to have happen. You got to change your surroundings. So take action, take a walk in nature, remove yourself from anywhere that can promote triggers that's going to lead you to thinking negative again. Okay? If you know that junk food is your problem, are you going to sit in a cafeteria full of junk food? No. Now, you might sit in a cafeteria full of junk food with your, you know, your salad, your your healthy meal that you've prepared, okay, cool. And you'll be able to resist for a little bit. But guess what? Now you have people sitting around you eating junk food. And all they all they are is talking about their junk food and all they are is just eating and they're chewing and you're smelling the smell of their food. And what happens? You ask for a fry, then you order a fry. 
Next thing you know, your healthy meal that you prepared is left in the fridge to rot, and you're now enjoying the comforts of junk food. Now, is that necessarily a terrible thing when we're talking about food? No. But think about it. If your goal is to be, to eat healthy, to make healthier choices, to choose the healthier option, you are choosing not the healthier option if you're going with the option that's not going to benefit you to be a healthier person. All you're doing is reinforcing, reinforcing, reinforcing that desire for junk food. And here is where the problem lies. Your environment makes that happen. Remove yourself from the situation. Go sit outside in a park and eat your food. And you realize now you're in nature, you're in refreshing air. And obviously everything is different because you're not surrounded by or in the confines of people with junk food. I know I've used this example before. I'm just repeating it again because everything that is we're discussing here is all interrelated, all connects together. And especially at the end of the year, when we're looking forward to a new year, these are things you want to keep in mind moving forward. You really want to change your life. You really want to make a new year, a new you. If you're following that title frame or match or whatever you want to call it, do your best to choose better. As I mentioned in the outset, do better, choose better, move better. You have a choice. You have options. The only option is not this way, which is towards the negative. You can choose to go the opposite way. If you decide today, you know what? I'm going to walk to work instead of driving. That's a choice. It might take you a little bit longer to get there, but that's okay. What's the reward in you walking? You get exercise, fresh air, you're able to breathe, move a bit different. You don't have to worry about spending money on gas. And now you can create a habit of being active. You get your heart rate up, your body's feeling better, you're feeling refreshed. There's so many benefits to now walking as opposed to driving. Doesn't mean that driving is bad, but it just means that now you have options. Now you can see that in the event that driving is not the way you want to go, at least you know what it feels like to walk. Now you can maybe turn it into power walking, you turn it into running, so on and so forth. The list goes on. But at least you have the option. Create options for yourself, guys. Options are there for you to choose from. If you want to choose better, to do better, to move better, make that choice. Now, I might say this and you say, well, cream is so simple for you because you are a person who already does it. It's your habit. It's part of your, it's in your nature. Guess what? Never was always in my nature. If you knew me prior to 13 years ago, you would know that it wasn't in my nature. I'm not saying that I was a lazy guy. I was an athlete. I went to school, worked hard. Okay. All these things that I work with because I was around people that encouraged me to do that. Okay. When it came to how I took care of myself, I didn't take care of myself very well. I made a lot of poor choices. But when I was faced with in a situation where I said, man, I got to do something different because it wasn't life or death. But for me, I was feeling myself wasting away. I was wasting a lot of time, wasting a lot of talent, wasting a lot of opportunities to change. At that point, I had to make a choice. And when I made that choice, it's like the ball started rolling and everything went from there. Now, of course, when you make these choices, it's going to come with discomfort. It's going to hurt. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But think of what's the reward on the other side. If you choose the path of least resistance, are you really practicing or getting a chance to use what you've been training yourself for, okay? If I decide, okay, you know what? I want to be a better runner. 
I want to be a better power lifter. I want to be a better, um, better at doing burpees, push-ups, squats, whatever the, the movement might be. In order for me to do that, I have to do more of it. And if I want to really see myself progress, I have to be willing to say, you know what, Kareem, this is going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be difficult. I'm not going to like it. I'm going to run out of breath. I'm going to sweat. I'm going to feel super uncomfortable. But guess what? I know that every time that I do it, the discomfort gets less. The sweat might increase. My heart rate goes up and it comes back down. I'm improving something. There's a benefit to what I'm doing. Every time that you choose better for yourself, every time that you choose to reframe your thoughts, to reshape your thinking, to reevaluate your perspective, every time you make these choices, you are looking forward to something better. But you have to put yourself in a situation to do that, even if it means not hanging around certain people. Even if it means not entertaining yourself with the things that you entertain yourself with. Even if it means changing your genre of music. Even if it means changing the books you read. Even if it means reading now. Even if it means studying something totally different. Even if it means being around people who you're not used to. Even if it means joining that class or training with that trainer or, or asking for help from a therapist or finding some sort of support that's going to that's gonna better you. Even if it means going through the uncomfortable realize the uncomfortable will lead you to better and it's always worth it to choose the uncomfortable knowing that some way somehow you will improve you will be retrained you will be refreshed you will be refocused and you will learn to respect yourself at the end of the day friends we have the tools available to us to help change and reframe our thinking to be of benefit to us and not a burden take the time to make these adjustments and changes and, and, and recognize that change takes work, commitment, effort, energy, and most importantly, we cannot be afraid to do what is necessary to make the necessary occur. It's also a reminder of the respect that we need to have for ourselves, okay? Negativity bias promotes negative self-talk. As I mentioned before, negative self-talk enables others to think it's okay to disrespect you. They think it's okay to say certain things to you. You know, some people, they just feel real comfortable to tell you something. You're like, whoa, 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 fam. You, you good? You okay? You think it's okay to say that to me? But when people hear you say it to yourself, when they see you treat yourself in a certain way, of course they're going to feel okay to say it to you because you're allowing it to be done to yourself. If you want people to treat you with respect, you have to treat yourself with respect. And it starts with reshaping, refocusing, repurposing, reframing your thinking when it comes to how you think about you and how you see yourself. It makes a big, big difference. It helps with your friendships. It helps in relationships. It helps with your relationships with your clients or with your workmates, your colleagues, your managers, your family members, your parents, your your siblings, whoever it is that you have that you're in communication with it helps with that because you will not tolerate certain things because you don't tolerate disrespecting yourself you won't tolerate other people disrespecting you so recognize that it helps you to be aware of the need to respect yourself remember your value and your worth when you think of crapping on yourself and when you when you make a mistake or when you fail at something reframing your thoughts will help you to change a failure into a fortunate situation a loss into a lesson a fallback into a comeback so what does this all mean at the end of the day sorry let me say it one more time i can't speak sometimes it's late guys 
So what does this all mean at the end of the day? It means that we still have a lot of work to do. But that doesn't mean that we can't celebrate, acknowledge, or recognize the work that we have done or what it has resulted in. This past year has brought forward a lot of emotions that needed to be exposed and brought to the surface so that they can be addressed and potentially corrected. Weaknesses were have been identified, strengths were reinforced, and that I can't do that attitude has now been transformed into the how can I do that attitude, which in turn results in I am doing this and I did it. I can speak on a number of things that I have personally filled those spots with, but this, this is not about me. This episode is not about me. No, no, no. It's not about Coach K. This is about you, the listener, the you, the person, the audience. This is about how you are going to write your story going forward. What's going to be the content of your next chapter? What have the previous chapters taught you about you? How will you reframe and refresh and refocus see part of the building process as not just about stacking bricks because it ain't about this okay it's about understanding how each brick can work in our favor while they are available to us it's about reframing reshaping and restructuring our structures our building our temples within ourselves when and where necessary it's about utilizing the time that we have now to live love laugh and in some instances to let go so in the meantime, call to action today, okay? Take five minutes of your day. I already have been talking for the past 40, 40 and going on now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut this down real quick. But take the time today for five minutes, okay? Maybe even longer if you can. Write down three things that you're grateful for. What makes you live? What makes you laugh? And what will you decide to let go of today? The process of being 1% better may require minimal work, but it's still work nonetheless. And it's cumulative. That's the most important part. Do the math, you'll understand. It's worthwhile work that accumulates faster than you think and is worth every brick that you have available to make it happen. In closing, guys, before I get to the conclusion, I'm going to conclude with this one beautiful poem that a client of mine shared with me the other day that I think is super beneficial for us to to uh, to listen to. I'm going to read it real quick. It's short. It's titled, You Can Shed Tears. It says, you can shed tears that I'm gone, or you can smile because I have lived. You can close your eyes and pray that I'll come back, or open your eyes and see all I've left. Your heart can be empty because you can't see me, or you can be full of the love we shared. You can turn your back on tomorrow and live yesterday, or you can be happy for tomorrow because of yesterday. You can remember me and only that I have gone, or you can cherish my memory and let it live on. You can cry and close your mind, be empty and turn your back, or you can do what I'd want. Smile, open your eyes, love, and go on. The energy that you need today. The first five podcasts, new name, same energy is available for download on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, and other streaming platforms, courtesy of Anchor. If you're in, if you're on Instagram, make sure that you follow us at the first five podcasts. And for free daily fitness game and motivational content, make sure to follow Good Fit Fitness as well. For more episodes of the first five, follow us, turn the notifications on, and stay up to date with new content. And please, 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 guys, do us a solid favor. 
And share this one with your team, your circle, your friends, your colleagues, your family members, whoever it is that could really benefit from this information. Anyone that you believe that could, that could listen to this right now. And as I mentioned before, sometimes you need to listen to it twice, three times, four times, ten times if you need to. Okay, whoever it is that you know can sh- you can ben- this can benefit um, today. Okay, share with at least one person. Tell them, listen, this episode that you're about to listen to is about 45 minutes but it's 45 minutes worth your time because i wouldn't spend this much time talking as i mentioned before i don't like to hear myself talk i wouldn't spend this much time talking and speaking on this topic if i didn't think it was important if i didn't think it was worth sharing with you today i wouldn't have went this in depth this late right now because if i told you what time it is as i'm recording this you'd say cream you're crazy because you have to get up early in the morning that's okay I want to make sure I got this out here because we all can benefit from what we have shared here. When you have good vibes to share, good energy to share, guys, normalize sharing it with people. Normalize making it part of your daily routine and task to encourage, empower, and inspire someone. Everybody deserves an opportunity to grow towards being the best version of themselves, including you. It's your boy Coach K signing off. First five. Episode 12. You know what it is. Peace out, guys.